Chapter Thirteen of the Ninth Man by Mary Heaton Vorse. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen. I had not much time for such womanish moments. Soon Simonetta returned to me, and there was fear in her face. It is Mazzaleone's bidding that you and I shall come to the foot of the garden," said she. In our house that evening there was a great company assembled since those who live under such a shadow as we do not love solitude when we gained the great hall we stood aside while mazzaleone was talking to this one or that one then he says to my lady the night is warm shall we walk for a while in the garden together they walked forth into the night after a moment as we had been bidden we followed them our garden marches down terrace by terrace to the river a narrow slit it is and full of solemn cypresses and at this season full of oleander bloom it seemed to me as i walked past their ghostly flowers that i had never heard so much rustling among the leaves unrest was in the air and fear i felt that there was some hidden menace about and simonetta shivered and slid her hand into mine then as we came to the foot of the garden where the high wall keeps out the river i saw that the wall was alive with mazzaleone's men-at-arms and that behind each cypress stood one of the men of the conti for a moment my lady stood alone by herself while it seemed that the knight waited panting the moonlight fell upon her and i marvelled that any woman could look as sweet as she and so happy when a sea of blood was lapping at her very feet it seemed strange that anything with so innocent a look could live at the core of so much hate and so much conflicting desire so for a second it seemed that this knight stood quiet to watch her as did the men hiding in night's darkness i knew that mazzaleone's men waited and that among the cypress trees waited the men of our house all with their eyes upon her then from behind us came the whispering sound of the soft drawing of swords and i heard the voice of mazzaleone say quick toward the wall and he stood before her while bartolomeo and andrea and malatesta leaped toward her there was the sound of the men now unleashed then her dear voice from the midst of them wait my lords it seems that here there is some mistake and have you thought egidio that my lord bartolomeo has taught me to trust men so that i would go with you it is true says she that i have been nursing to myself the thought of escape and that you yourself egidio had given me it and i thought of that escape in my own death and for a while as one dying may wish to drink of a cool cup of water i have taken pleasure in the friend of my childhood for i loved your strength and i loved the subtlety of your wit and they were the fairest things i had ever known but in these latter days i have seen for the first time a strength that is beyond your strength and a power that makes not of your subtlety to this higher strength and power have i given my life and now i say adieu to you egidio and to you bartolomeo i say adieu so alone she walked up the terraces one by one and mazzaleone's men vanished from the wall and under each cypress tree our men stood silent halfway up the garden she turned to a little door which led over the bridge and by the door stood two of those 
whom we afterward came to know as the poor ladies of santa clara and she went with them from the other side of the bridge there came to us the singing of brother agnello's company of mercy thus mazzaleone and bartolomeo suffered her to go for they could have stopped her no more than death and they could follow her as little as one may follow the soul when it flies from the body and so they bowed their heads as before death End of chapter 13